So this podcast is about what it takes for someone to be confirmed as an independent executor or appointed as an independent administrator of a succession in Louisiana. Hey, I'm Paul Rabelais. I'm an estate planning attorney here in South Louisiana. I help people all throughout Baton Rouge, Metairie, Lafayette, Mandeville, and this issue comes up a lot when we deal with successions. Um, about 15 years ago or so, Louisiana authorized what's called the Independent Administration of Estates. Bottom line, if, if um, this simpler procedure can be taken advantage of, less court supervision is required. It makes it easier for the succession to be complete. It doesn't eliminate the need for a succession, but it it does minimize how much judicial supervision is necessary to get things done, like sell a vehicle, sell some stock and turn it into cash, sell a piece of property. It's easier and less supervision is required when you have an executor or an administrator that can act under these independent procedures. So just a little terminology before we get started. Um, Sometimes in Louisiana, this person who's handling a succession is called the succession representative. I'm not going to use that term too much. I'm going to use executor and administrator. Let me clear that up. Typically, when someone has has a will, they not only designate their heirs, but they designate an executor to handle the will and handle the court proceeding to guide the family through the court process. When someone doesn't have a will, then we see oftentimes it's necessary for a judge or a court to appoint an administrator. Same role as the executor, but they're called an administrator when there's no will and a judge has to appoint someone. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to break this down into three parts. I'm going to talk about when someone has a will, How can the executor become an independent executor? And then I'm going to talk about when someone doesn't have a will and the administrator, it's, there's a desire to be the independent administrator. And then I'll talk about the third part, some other factors. Okay. So the first part, someone has a will, someone dies. And when can that executor be an independent executor? Well, clearly the most common way that an executor becomes an independent executor is when it's provided for in the will or in the testament. Call it whatever you want, will or testament. But when the will provides for it, then the executor becomes an independent executor. How does a will provide for it? Typically, the will may say something like, my executor may act as an independent executor. That's sufficient. And then all the the court orders are issued so that the executor can be an independent executor and operate under the streamlined independent administration of estates procedures. So that's how it's done when somebody has a will. Now, I got to go through a couple of other scenarios when someone has a will that we don't see too often. But sometimes, well, in, in all very old wills, I think it's any will written before 2001 it's, it's not going to mention anything about how an executor may act as an independent executor because we didn't have any laws authorizing this. So when someone writes a will, they name an executor, but they don't mention anything about them being an independent executor, then for the executor to be independent, all of what's called the general or universal legatees 
of the person who died or of the decedent may agree to have an independent administration. So you might be thinking, what's a general or universal legatee? Let me touch on that. So if somebody has a will and they say, I leave my entire estate to Fred, they're leaving all of their estate. So that's what's called a universal legacy. Or if someone says, um, I leave one-fourth of my property to Fred, I leave one-fourth of my property to Alice, I leave one-fourth to so-and-so, and I leave one-fourth to so-and-so, that's a general legacy, which is defined as a, as a disposition by which the testator, the person who wrote the will, bequeaths a fraction or a certain proportion of the estate or a fraction or a certain proportion of the balance of the estate that remains after particular legacies. So I might as well get into particular legacies because that's not mentioned in this independent um, administration. A particular legacy is a legacy that is neither general nor universal. So if somebody says, I leave $10,000 to Susie and I leave the balance of my estate to Fred, the bequest to Susie of $10,000 is a particular legacy. The other uh, bequest is not a particular legacy. It's going to be either a general or universal legacy. So the, the bequest to Susie of $10,000, since it's a particular legacy, she does not have to agree. She's not one of the people that has to agree to allow the executor to be independent. That's a lot of stuff here, but just be aware um, that that exists. And, and then in the really unusual circumstance, maybe it was an oligraphic or handwritten will, but in the unusual circumstance where someone does have a will, but they make no mention of an executor, then again, a general, uh, all of the general or universal legatees can agree to have someone serve as an independent executor. So that's the deal with when somebody dies with a will, we say they died testate with a last will and testament. Now, what happens if somebody doesn't have a will and there needs to be an administrator appointed and everyone wants that administrator to act as an ind independent administrator so there's less red tape? Well, when there's no will, then the rule is all what's called intestate successors may collectively designate a qualified person as the independent administrator. So there's a definition of a qualified person, um, and, I, and I'm not, not going to go through that, but just know that uh, virtually all of the heirs, so if, if, if dad is single, he was either divorced or his wife passed away, and he has four children, um, and he dies without a will, then the four children are the intestate successors who all may collectively designate a qualified person as the independent administrator. So all four of them have to do it. If one of them says, nope, I'm not agreeing with my three siblings to designate someone as an independent administrator, then at best, whoever is the administrator will be simply an administrator, not an independent administrator, and every one of their actions has to be approved by a judge in advance. 
So taking that one more step, dad has four kids. Let's say one of the children predeceased dad, but that predeceased child had four children of his own. Then those four grandchildren must participate in the agreement to allow whoever to be the independent administrator. So that's number two. That's the deal when there's no will or a person dies intestate. So there's a couple of other factors that are involved. It's common in Louisiana, either because someone had a will or they didn't for, um, for, for a surviving spouse or for someone to be left a usufruct. And when someone's left a usufruct, there's also naked owners determined. So when that's the case, um, you need to get the participation of both or the agreement of both the usufructuary and the naked owner. Um, also, if you have a minor who is one of the persons who would have to concur, then what's called that natural tutor, maybe the surviving parent of the minor can agree on behalf of the minor. Sometimes that's, that's tricky because it might have been the minor's parent who passed away. And then there's some special rules that if um, one of the people who is supposed to agree to all of this stuff dies after the death of the what I'll call the decedent or the testator, then there's a mechanism for who can agree on behalf of that person. So just know that there's a few other factors. So bottom line, really the simplest way to allow for there to be an independent executor is for the person in their will to say that, you know, I authorize my executor to be an independent executor. If you don't have that and there's either a will or no will, then you've got participants that have to all agree to permit the independent administration of estates to take effect. Last piece is when someone is and meets all of the qualifications of an independent executor, then the courthouse issues what's called letters of independent executorship that is given to third parties, banks, financial institutions, title examiners to show that the independent executor has that power. And if the person who died didn't have a will, then that person who um, the intestate successors collectively designate to be the independent administrator, the courthouse will issue what's called letters of independent administration, showing that that person has that authority to handle matters on behalf of the estate under the independent administration of estates procedure. So that's a lot of, that's a, that's a mouthful of what I just went through. And if you're really into this, you may have to go back and listen to it several times to really get it. If you understand it and you start to get it, it's not that difficult. Um, bottom line, will provides for independent administration. If the will doesn't provide for it if, or if there's no will, you'll have to get people to agree to allow for an independent administration. Always want to have an independent administration. I can't, I can't think of a, a scenario where it's... Um, where it's beneficial to the estate or to the heirs for, you know, for there to be so much judicial supervision that you, know, you can't sell a vehicle or can't sell a share of stock or pay a light bill without you know, petitioning a court and going through the hoops to get a judge to approve it. I guess perhaps if, if, every, if no one trusts anybody else, no one trusts 
the executor or the administrator, then maybe you do want to have uh, that court supervision, but it's going to come at an expense of, of time and effort and money on behalf of a lot of people. So hope that helps clear things up. I'm going to, you know, right after this, make a, a video, put it on YouTube, put it on the website. So, and I'm going to do put it all out on the, on the big whiteboard. So it'll lay it out. And so you may want to check that out on our YouTube channel, Rabelais Estate Planning uh, LLC. Uh, that's a YouTube channel. So um, hope this helps. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, subscribe to the podcast, and uh, we'll be giving you lots more information about, you know, the best ways to get estates settled in Louisiana through the succession procedure or through trust administration and the best way to plan things to protect what you have for the future. Have a great day.